Soul Filler Diaries is here to meet you wherever you are on your life path. Life is like a mountain trail with ups and downs, twists and turns. It is most fulfilling when you follow the path best suited for you and find the beauty along the way. We hope to be relatable, inspiring, and leave you with healthier minds, bodies, and wallets. Join me in conversations with guests that intend to fill our souls and help us all along our path to living an abundant life. So you're here today with episode 15, oh, coming close to the end of the season here, second to the last episode. And today we have with us Kate Malahan. Hi, Kate. Hi. I'm so excited you're here. Kate Thanks is for a, having me. Yeah, of course. Kate is a good friend of mine and she makes an impact on the community just by her presence. I met Kate through the schools and the awesome work she did there. Um she also was involved um, for many years with Make a Change Foundation, and she runs Tainum Construction Resources. So we're excited to have Hi. you here. Yeah. <laughs> I make it sound like I have all my hands in all the pies, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. I mean, you do make an impact. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Why don't you take a minute just to tell us kind of a little bit about who you are? Oh, gosh. Well, I live in the Clearview area, mm-hmm. so I'm a local Snohomish Washington native, and we variants into Cathcart, which is crazy. I feel so lucky that we became a part of that community. Our neighbors behind us mm-hmm. told us, like we did that K through 12, we variants into the Snohomish district. And I've been so grateful that we've made that leap from the get go. So hopefully they'll keep us forever. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to have to actually move in district. But I, I'm a mom of two kids. I'm split between Cathcart and Valley View now. So we're Almost done with middle school, which is also crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I, we talked about this earlier, go Cougs. (laughs) (laughs) We've been together 19 years. And And your neighbors, of course, like it's so fun because like I met you, but like being a what was I, 19 year parent at Cathcart, I had the pleasure of like having Alyssa with Kathy's kids' generations and then Caden a little bit too. And then Brooklyn with this new crowd. So like, actually there's like big shifts with the culture of parents that came through. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And this last group was really fun. Obviously I've been out of there for a while now, but it was good times. It is, it is crazy how it evolves. Mm -hmm. And the communities we build through this, our kids and the schools, you know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of, kind of fun. And then you also have a community in the dirt bike world. Yeah. That's another thing that you do. Yeah. (laughs) My husband rides, races dirt bikes and both my kids do. Mm -hmm. And it's very much our family culture and we don't do organized sports. I always joke about that, but it's nice to have everybody doing one thing. And that. I think cuts down on the stress of the day to day that we experience, Mm -hmm. you know, going from place to place all the time and trying to be everywhere at once. And And then you can be together on the weekends, but also with the racing schedule, it'd be really hard to have the family would be really split up on the weekends if you weren't all doing it together. Yeah. Awesome. So I know I wanted to have this episode kind of like a little bit different than our normal one. So we'll still walk through kind of 
maybe walk through some of our similar outline. But Kate and I really wanted to just sit and talk a little bit about the holidays and mental health and all of that. So you might see a different flow as we go through. And I don't know where we're really going to go with this. So it's going to be fun. So you talked a little bit about your time at Wazoo. So we know you started there and you kind of got into design, right? Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about your story of how you came up the point where you are with Tatum? Yeah. So I grew up in the construction industry. My dad was a design build contractor for many years and he still designs Mm -hmm. and I still work with him actually. In Alabama, we have different businesses now, but I went to WSU with the idea that I was going through their interior design program. That is specifically why I chose WSU beyond it feeling like home. But as I went through the program, I Probably got a little bit sidetracked, to be completely honest, Mm -hmm. with this boy I met that I'm now married to. (laughs) (laughs) But then I, you know, I was wanted to learn about fiber content and color theory and more of the things that they were focusing on in the apparel merchandising program. Mm -hmm. So I made the switch to apparel merchandising about halfway through. And I kind of have a hybrid degree. So or I consider it a hybrid degree. But I left and I went into the merchandising world and I was there for a long time at Eddie Bauer Corporate and I worked the floor at Nordstrom for a while. Um, I was kind of in a lot of the big Washington companies. You know, Mm -hmm. I did Starbucks when I was in college. So when it came time for me to pivot, my dad needed some help in his business and I was ready to move back to interior design and construction and So I went to work with him before I had kids and then I was doing all of his permitting and um, project management for design services. So I got pregnant, had kids, Mm -hmm. (laughs) had my first and decided, you know what, I need to take a step back and just maybe focus on only permitting something that I can control. I'll be at home, don't need childcare. And so that's how I started my permitting company, which was probably my dad's idea. If I can think back and be honest about it, it probably was his suggestion. Nobody likes to do permitting. And I think he was petrified about losing me altogether. (laughs) And so this was a a good win-win. Yeah. So I've been, I've been doing permitting. I stopped for a while when the kids were really little and I couldn't take two into the building department. That's back when you had to go in in person to submit everything and multiple (laughs) copies of plans. And once Evan got into, I think it was first grade, I started my business again under Tatum Construction Resources. And the idea there is that the name doesn't marry me to a certain direction as far as permitting or design work. So I pick up whatever feels right to me. I love that. And you can grow from here in different ways. So obviously, I really enjoyed working with you and your dad. Oh, thank you. We had the recent project for the shop design. And I would have had no idea how to navigate all that back and forth from the county. We had built our house 20 years ago and the permits were already approved. So I had no idea like how much back and forth there was. So having you navigate that was so great. So thank you so much for, for that. So really appreciated all the time and effort you put into that guys so you talk talked about the design well first of all I want to make a comment about like as you're telling your story how clear it is that you are okay with doing what's right for you even when it's not what everybody else is doing or what maybe is a popular opinion or like things you have to do and I'm I love that about you oh thank you and you're a good influence on me that way too like as far as just it's okay to just do what's right for you But when I hear you talk, I hear you talk a lot about 
with passion about the design piece. So that is something I think I'm excited to see you grow in because I feel like that really, you know, the the permitting stuff is is great. You have a great skill set around mm-hmm. that, but I feel like maybe your passion is more in the design world. Yeah, that's for sure 100% mm-hmm. accurate. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I describe myself as an anomaly because I wear cowgirl boots all the time, first <laughs> of all. But I, you know, I don't fit that political mentality if I, I mm-hmm. put it that way and I do I have a little agree. bit of hippie spirit in me I think yes. and so I, yeah you're right I don't I'm an Aquarius I don't follow the rules <laughs> <laughs> I love that and it's so true because like oh my gosh Kate and I just got back from a week in Montana it was like heaven yeah because I think we we're both on the same lines that way like a little bit country uh-huh. like 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 our whiskey uh-huh. and our music but at the same time like Politically, I think we are both pretty aligned. Yeah. And also like well-rounded. You're a well-rounded human. Thank you. But yeah, that trip was so fun because it was just so relaxed and we could just be ourselves and go and do whatever, wherever, you know, go wherever the day took us. And having the eclipse and all of that was pretty cool too. magic. Yeah, we um, we're we're both into a little bit of magic too, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like our crystals and our full moons. <laughs> so it's been fun to connect that way. But where do you see that design piece taking you? You know, I don't know. I'm very much a person that goes with the flow. I want things to happen organically, and I know you're very much that way mm-hmm. too. So I'm just I'm waiting for the right person and the right opportunity. I hate selling myself. Yeah. That's also I just mm-hmm. I. I loathe it because I think I'm too honest to a fault. And so selling myself becomes very hard. But I I don't know where where it'll go. I have all sorts of thoughts and ideas, but it's just the right project. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe it's a project of my own, although... I have to say my husband has so many opinions. Sometimes it's like having a client under your own roof. So (laughs) I know, I know I am. We had that conversation about my living room set up and I got some new pieces and put it together and it's like, no, I don't like that. And I'm like, oh, dang, what do I do with that? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Oh, well, compromise. So I do believe in organic growth because, and we talk about it a lot on the podcast about how you just never know what's one step ahead and Mm -hmm. where that's going to lead you somebody that you meet and interaction you have, but also when you have organic growth, I feel like the roots go so deep, Yes, right? And so your tree is going to be really strong as it grows when you don't grow organically and it's more, you know, like forced or paid, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's an unstable growth. So I do think that's, that's the the best way to go for me anyways, you know, for what I I want out of my life. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so when you look back, I know you've had your hands in a lot of things and maybe we can talk about as we talk about challenges, like make a change foundation was something I really had a heart for when, I mean, it was such a cool thing when, Aww, when I found out thanks. like you ran that, that was so cool. So, yeah. but that was also challenging, right? Yeah. Like, and it was also very organic. So mm-hmm. I think that's also how, you know, the longevity wise, it sneaks up on you how much energy you put into something right. that is started organically. Yeah. But a little bit of background and I, I didn't put my professional career into the opening yeah. <laughs> opening statements about me. But yes, my husband's family started a nonprofit called the Make Change Foundation. Mm-hmm. And we really started it out of the need to give donors tax receipts and be a legal entity mm-hmm. because we wanted people to be able to get credit for the great things that they were doing 
for our organization, which Mm -hmm. I consider a funnel charity Mm -hmm. for lack of a better description. And we vet other charities and find a good match between the size of our organization and what our goals are. It's always something uh, children and family centered. Mm -hmm. It's never political or religious based. It's really about kids Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And so for years, we'd partnered with Hand in Hand Kids out of Mm -hmm. Everett, who do so many great, great things for the community. And they they really outgrew us is kind of where our our turning point went. And we did a couple of years with Food Lifeline and our giving really centered around the holiday season. So the busy time Mm -hmm. was right before Thanksgiving even Halloween-ish time, mm-hmm. about right as we are now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> through the end of December. And that was when we would do all of our fundraising, always through social media platforms and our network of friends and family who would just spread the word and do so many great things on the ground. And then we'd have, usually beginning of December was when we would start deliveries. So mm-hmm. some years we did things for the Snohomish School District through Cathcart Elementary. Mm-hmm. We did several of their families for several years and we did hand in hand. We did things down in the South End. We started, whole things started mm-hmm. with giving toys every Christmas in honor of Mike's grandpa. And okay. so bikes were a big part of that. Mm -hmm. And so we did one year, we did 110 bikes with helmets and locks for a a community in the South End. So, so much fun, so rewarding, so fulfilling, but also very taxing Mm -hmm. during the holidays, a lot of extra stress and not a lot of extra time. Yeah. (laughs) So when you have little kids, those things don't always go together great. And right now we are still a 501c3 nonprofit and we've kind of taken a little bit of a pause from both fundraising and giving. I should say we we still give to local food banks, Mm -hmm. namely Food Lifeline, because they support so many communities around our area instead of just giving to one area we felt like we can stretch so much further mm-hmm. through their organization. And I should back up by saying we're all volunteer. We're not yeah. paid. We have no overhead. So really, my garage turned into a storage unit yeah. every Christmas with 110 bikes in it. And, <laughs> you know. And the shopping. I remember the shopping, the oh, shopping and the yes. shopping, right? And then the. Um, I love shopping. You know? But there were years where I was like, I don't think I can step foot into another retail establishment. (laughs) For me, I love shopping. You know that like we Mm -hmm. connect that way too. Mm -hmm. But I try to get all my shopping done before like mid-November because I do not want to go out when it's crazy, the crazy times because like I want to have it be fun. So I typically have any holiday shopping done by right now. You did great in Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then on top of that, like, because you've got that stress of going out and then the energy when you're out there is everybody's kind of like heightened. And then you've got to figure out what you're doing with Elf on the Shelf that day. Oh my gosh. And what you're doing for the school, you know, for the teachers at the school and you're, because you were always so good. And then I felt like that was a really stressful time for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I finally, you know, My husband's parents and my husband and I really did the bulk of the heavy lifting Mm -hmm. before we had a couple of extra board members that really saved, saved my spirit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so really there was probably a group of about five or six of us Mm -hmm. that did, and even less during some seasons that did the core work. Right. So I did not do good at delegating. We'd have a few events where we Mm -hmm. would, you know, have 
people come and tune up bikes or organize and label gifts and package it together and double check everything, a mm-hmm. lot of double checking. But yeah, the the bulk of the of the work fell on our plates. And mm-hmm. so I think it was just an, a need to take a step back, take a breath, refocus and, you know, say is what I'm doing, serving the greater good in the best way possible. Right. That's and that's so funny. What does D say? Like, um, act in love for the greatest good of all or something, you know, like, yeah. And at that time, like you only have so many holiday seasons with your kids, right? When they're little and the magic is there. I miss the magic so much. It weighed hard on me. It still does. Yeah. Although I will say that having them so involved in the nonprofit, like they got to see all of that good. They got to live it and experience it. And they were so cute when they were little, little delivering (laughs) mounds of Christmas presents Mm -hmm. and wanting to help when they're at the age where they want to help. Yes. Yes. So it was it was really great in that regard. It was a really good Mm -hmm. family growth Mm -hmm. opportunity to instill those values of giving back. But yeah, we we did have to sacrifice a lot of those little traditions that you, you know, going to see the Christmas lights at night and I was in a store or (laughs) exhausted or, you know. Yeah. So when I think of the holidays and, you know, kind of protecting your, our, our own mental health, the thing that comes up for me is like setting the boundaries, like really... I think it's a time of year to to focus on like what we can handle, what we're willing to do financially with our time mm-hmm. and make sure we don't spread ourselves too thin and commit, you know, like what commit to things that, you know, aren't within what we're wanting to focus on at the time, protecting yeah. our time for ourselves and our families. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but do you find yourself toward the end of the holiday season, looking back on your previous New Year's resolution and being like, oh, what am I going to do in the next year already? Or, well, I'm doing that already. Like I have on my (laughs) desk, I have the tablet of like 2024, you know, planning. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how am I going to achieve my goals? And like this year was kind of depressing because this mortgage market, you know, I didn't achieve the goals I sent at the beginning of the year. So it's like when you go into the new year, ugh, do I set the same goal? Do I send up even higher push goal, hoping the market will shift. Yeah. But definitely, yeah, there is that. So like on top of you've got that spinning, right? The mm-hmm. Well, I'll make you feel better. I never achieve my New Year's resolution, okay. Brandy. <laughs> it's it's for the past two years, it's been to simplify mm-hmm. and take a step back. Yeah. So know when to say no. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, st- I'm, it's a, it's going to be probably my perpetual New Year's resolution. Yeah. yeah. Growth <laughs> mindset, Kate. Like, that's what we need to do. Like, okay, you've kind of stepped back from make a change a mm-hmm. little bit, right? Like, you have made progress. So, got to focus on the progress, yes. right? Not the end number. <laughs> so, I guess I can say that too. If I look at like my depth in the community that's grown this year, and that's this is like a really good conversation because maybe when we're looking at those goals, instead of being like this end goal, Mm-hmm. Like what are, what are small things yeah. that would make a difference you, in the long term? Yeah. You accomplish more than you realize. Right. You're piecing it apart. But yeah. And I was sitting here thinking, thinking about this as you said that, like you have accomplished so much this year. You oh are amazing. And I, I don't know. You are a feat of nature. I, you run circles around. You are such a productive human being. See, <laughs> I, don't I don't know <laughs> how you do it all, but yeah, you you definitely achieved goals. Oh, Maybe not the one you wrote you. down yeah. thinking you would achieve, you know? Well, I mean, I guess the one thing I'll hold on to is that 
this year I did the same as I did last year, which I know a lot of people can't say that same thing in this market. So that part is good. 2021 or 2022 wasn't great. 2023 has been on par with 2022, but it hasn't been necessarily declining. So in that there is growth in that there's avenues in other areas Mm -hmm. that have been growing when other things, you know, the refinances are just not there. And then, yeah, just personally, I do think, I mean, it's been for me like five years. I think I started my trauma therapy in 2019 and 2018, 2019. So it's been at least four years of like the trauma therapy and the growth there. So if I look at that, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's been a lot of good growth in that area of my life too. So it's like cleaning up Mm -hmm. some things so that, you know, you can move forward next year and be whole. You are a strong person. I don't know. I'm so proud of of you. (laughs) I am not very strong. (laughs) But if I go back to our first episode and giving yourselves grace, it's like, it's been so cool to see kind of how things unfold. But you look at all of the episode titles and like the words of advice, like I needed every single word of advice, like that has come along through this podcast. So it's been pretty cool to see that journey and like how this has been so good mm-hmm. for me but you know just really learning to listen to yourself and and be okay with your emotions mm-hmm. and what's right for mm-hmm. you and that goes kind of back to the boundary setting and sometimes it's not always the easy thing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. for sure yeah I, I struggle and I think that's why my new year, new year's resolutions past couple of years were to simplify because it was it meant not only simplifying my house and purging and making, you know, my clutter, right, <laughs> which has been wildly <laughs> unsuccessful, mind you. <laughs> I'll come over. I'll come but, over with boxes, but you might oh my not gosh, like it. <laughs> I, my sister is and my middle sister is amazing at that. And so I need to get her back in, in the swing of things. But my big thing has been knowing when to say no. Yeah. And taking back your time. And I was thinking in the car and driving here, I'm going to call it the power of the pause. Mm -hmm. And just you get so caught up in all the social things and all the volunteer. That's the worst for Mm -hmm. me is like, oh, can you can you do this? You know, oh, by the way, thanks for helping. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this this next week. Can you you know, are you available? And my mantra now is to pause Uh and say, you know, let me get back to you once I look at my calendar and then and it's okay to say no. It's okay because I'm protecting something so much more valuable. Right. And I need to prioritize Mm -hmm. that. And there's some like Christmas traditions we don't get to. And the same, I mean, it happened when we were doing Make a Change Foundation full force, you know, where Mm -hmm. there were a lot of things we didn't get to. So thankfully for that, my kids aren't so attached to to (laughs) traditions that it is totally devastating, but there's still some things. Yeah. It's it's funny. Like the traditions, it's like, I love them, but over the years, you know, my parents, my kids are so spread out. So I created these traditions over the Mm -hmm. years. And then after a while, you're like, this is a lot of work. Maybe like a Catholic thing (laughs) is abiding by the traditions. I don't know. I call myself a recovering Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) And my, you know, my mother and grandmother are going to be mortified hearing that. (laughs) But it's, it's really, it's, it's more, you know, the institution, not the, not the, the values, you know. It's, I, I think for me, it's the memory making and the, the emotional piece that my kids will take away from remembering that event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kind of going back to the church thing, I sent my kids this. This was so spot on. This goes back to my, because 
my mom was Catholic, but I was raised in the assembly of God. And when my kids were little, I woke them up to rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. And there's this video that came out that was that. And like all these comments were hilarious. So I sent it to the girls like, yeah, good memories. But it was so funny how many people commented that they were traumatized by that in their childhood. See, Mike, Mike grew up waking up to the Top Gun soundtrack and Dolly Parton. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. I do love that. That's awesome. But yeah, it's like the... The things, you know, what will it conjure up, you know, like making a mess with excellent success when we're decorating our cookies, Mm -hmm. which we'll do again this year. You know, we'll keep a lot of our traditions going. But it's fun because my youngest now, more even than the other girls, like she wants to carry them on. So she will do them now. She does like our scavenger hunt at Easter and she does. Yeah. So it it is important to Mm -hmm. them. And that's, I guess, it's mm-hmm. the consistency and the memory making yeah. and all that. But but I I said no to Elf it's on the Shelf. Hard. Elf yeah. on the Shelf came out after I had already all these other traditions. And Ugh. Brooklyn, when it came out, was old enough for me to say, you know, like, mm, no, we're not. We're not doing Ugh. Elf on the Shelf. I can't add that in. And that was at a time when, you know, I was working in the corporate world. And there, there's no way I could have been doing a commute. And on top of everything else, yeah. like that would have broke me. So yeah. I said no. So, yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. Oh, I, never started I know. I'm just thinking, gosh, you had the foresight to know that that would go on forever. <laughs> Our elves are still alive and well. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I probably, yeah, who knows? It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have gone well in my house, I'm mm-hmm. thinking. But I mean, it's, it is important to just protect your time and what's right for you. Yeah. And that I did look back and that is like a growth mindset thing this mm-hmm. year. I had myself spread through all these different organizations, different things I sponsored and attended events. And I really scaled that down. I started to scale it down in 2022. So when I had my 2023 business plan, I had my focus of the organizations I wanted to support. And when I look back, I stuck to it. And right before this, when we were walking out, I was like, oh, I usually sponsored this event Mm -hmm. that people are going to. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't be everywhere and everything. Like I tell yourself it's right. Yeah, it's it's yeah. The mental dialogue is really hard. It is. It is so hard. And really, like, who cares more than and then I need to put that in perspective. That's Mm -hmm. an ego thing for Mm -hmm. myself. I say, like, nobody else is going to notice or care. It's all really internal. Same as the traditions. I mean, like, it's like something we put on ourselves. Yes. Yes. And then that goes back so much to so we're people pleasers, right? Both of us are acknowledged people pleasers. And I love reading Rachel Zoe's My Human Design, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. her app. And it makes so much sense to me. Right. Well, I connect with that, like just, yeah, being our, our personality traits. I have read a lot of, it does really resonate with me what she pulls out and the things I can identify with. The guilt though, like that, that is such a personality trait and it's, but we are, we're probably the only people noticing. Right. Right. But it just eats at you. Yeah. 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 So how do you, what, what are the solutions to get out of that? I don't know. I think I had a little bit of an epiphany today with something I've struggled with for a long time. And then it's like, oh, oh my gosh, sorry, I'm going to cry. It's so much more freeing to just own your truth and what's right for you. Yeah. Right. I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. Sorry. <laughs> well, m- one of my things is when I'm having an emotional day, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why I've always said this to myself. And I think my mom probably, it's probably my mom's idea. I'll give her credit. Mm-hmm. When the kids were little, her thing was just add water. 
So if they're having a meltdown, <laughs> you throw them in the bathtub and it's like this magical reset. And it is so true. So I oh, have started I applying it to myself oh, as an adult. That. And I've done this for years now. I've done two things, but that that one is the biggest one for me is just add water because, you know, if you get in the hot tub or you take a shower and just let it wash off drink of you water. or drink, drink water, water or yeah. I mean, water truly water is life. It's mm-hmm. so true. And so that's kind of one of my things like I've never, I could I get have, in a pool and swim laps mm-hmm. without having to drive somewhere <laughs> or having to take care of a pool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I would do that, too. I have not heard that before. And I love it because. It is true. Like if Mm -hmm. you can, it's like a, it's a distraction Mm -hmm. for the kids, but Mm -hmm. like also for us as adults. And I think similarly of music, I wash myself in music somehow like that really does help me. It can be a trigger to music. It can be a trigger too though. (laughs) I got to watch what I'm listening to. Yes. I always said with kids like fresh air and sunshine Uh made for happy kids, right? Yeah. And water. So taking him to the beach, being outside, mm-hmm. close to the waves, even the sound of the waves, like, yeah. you know, just that soothing, yeah. it kind of takes it's over physical the physical and mental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So water. That's a good. Yeah. You can go home and I need to go wash myself tub. with some water. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it is good, I think, to really just listen to ourselves. And I, I take it back to like when I was a single mom years ago, I had such extreme mom guilt mm-hmm. back then. I was always trying to, you know, like do what other people and goes back to the shoulds, like what I should do. Mm-hmm. This is what I should be doing. This mm-hmm. is what I should be doing. And it created so much guilt in myself because I was like, I wasn't really listening to what yeah. was right for me or my daughter, I mm-hmm. think at the time. Like, and I learned over time that when I wasn't, I was feeling the guilt when I wasn't listening to myself. Yeah. And so while while I was trying to do what I thought were the shoulds, it was actually not what we should have been doing, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I had a lot of guilt. And slowing down. I think I've talked about that too. Like going, 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 like because we thought we had to. And I wish I would have said no to so many things. Because I feel like you still do that. Yeah. I love you, but I feel like you still do that. I know. And I do. I do. (laughs) But you're probably a lot better than when I knew you. Well, yeah. When you were really. I think so. I mean, and I used to just be so much more high strung in that, you know, so going, going, going and high strung. And that's not a good place for any of us to exist. Anybody in my household. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So, yeah, I wish I could go back and, you know, not drag the kids to Costco on a Friday mm-hmm. night or, you know, grocery shopping mm-hmm. or, yeah, just a little stop and go, what has to be done in this moment? And like, just take care of kids and myself and what has to be done yeah. in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the biggest happiness I found mm-hmm. during the pandemic was when things shut down for those first hardcore shutdown of the first mm-hmm. like three weeks. I was so happy. I was living my best life. You know, there was no, all of the pressures, all of the expectations, just they were gone overnight. It was the craziest feeling, but that was a big thing for me to realize, like all of the things that you'd said you would do, the volunteer, the, you know, these commitments, they're not happening and everything's okay. The world keeps turning. Your kids are okay. That doesn't mean don't contribute because, you know, (laughs) I mean, I'm a big, big advocate for public schools and giving Mm -hmm. back and I still do things, but Mm -hmm. you pick and choose where you can be most, most beneficial. Well, yeah. And where it's okay for you. Yes. Yeah. Where it's a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So that's just something that we'll say to our listeners as we move into the holiday season. If it's something that will stress you out or is just not right for you, it's okay to not do it. 
and the world will keep turning. And Mm -hmm. sometimes in that people pleasing, it can be within our families, it can be within our communities, close friendships. But if we do things because we think other people, you know, we don't want to let somebody else down, like you're letting Mm -hmm. yourself down. So when you're making those decisions about where you spend your time and money, yeah, yeah. Take a second to, well, and to I evaluate. Think too, it goes both ways. You have to give other people grace for the right. same things. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. So it's a lot of perspective. To yeah. Take in, but. Yeah. That's a good point. Needed that perspective. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a little bit about where you've been, where you're going, obstacles you've overcome. So I, I think now we just get to the words of advice. Like mm-hmm. if you had words of advice for our listeners, what would they be? Oh, well, I think I feel like I've probably already maxed out my words of advice with the power of the pause. The power of the pause. Take your time. You don't have to jump on something immediately. Take your time and decide what that is to you or what the repercussions are going to be to your mental health, to your family and the people around you. And then also find time to quiet the noise and... Mm -hmm. Take time for you. In that space, you can listen to what it is that mm-hmm. you need or what mm-hmm. direction you should go. But power of the pause is so awesome because it can be applied in so many ways. So like you were using it in the context of a response to an invitation or a request. Mm-hmm. But I think it can also go into, I mean, for me, it's applicable to when there is like a boundary or something that feels like it's being pushed. And I'm like, I am instantly, you know, mm-hmm. get that feeling. I'm like, okay, pause. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and go, okay, yeah. what's within my control and how can I move forward with what's in my control? So I think that's, it can be applied in so many areas. That's why Mm -hmm. I don't respond to emails that make me mad right away. Right. Yeah. Give it 24 hours. Yeah. (laughs) And go, okay, like, yeah, this, and then it's like, instead of responding to it's like taking a moment to go like, why is this? What is Mm -hmm. this telling me? Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is kind of rubbing me the wrong way. What is that telling me? learning moments. Yeah. Yeah. And how can I, what do I need to change Mm -hmm. moving forward? Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of times it's us. It's not what's coming at us. Yeah. Yeah. We're in control of of that. So power of the pause. Mm. So what am I going to do for power of the pause today? Like sometimes I feel like I do make rash decisions and sometimes it's turned out well for me in life. Like, and then other times I'm like, oh, maybe I should have like slowed down, but I'm going to take the time to maybe make sure that I am making good decisions as we move into the end of the year, you know, around some of these epiphanies I've had today. <laughs> yeah. Just add water, Brandy. Just add water. <laughs> I say Not just add, as maybe as just add to. water to that. Well, no, whiskey's fine too. That's, that's good too. I bought more whiskey on our trip than I've ever bought in my entire life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't it's know so how funny. I'm ever going to drink it, but. You know. It's so funny because you think I was, I don't drink that much really. So we'll like preface either. it that, <laughs> it that way. But when we were at that Montana, the rocks, they gave me a bunch of their empty bottles to have. There's oh, a lady yeah. in the yep. community, Rhonda Watts. Um, if you guys ever want candles made, she's always at the farmer's market. I'm sure she'll be at the holiday mar- mar- markets and around town. But she'll take old bottles, wine bottles or whatever, and she'll make them into candles. So I had them give me a bunch of their empties and they're sitting in my desk right now. If somebody came in, they'd be like, Brandy has a problem. I really don't. <laughs> but it was fun to get some of those pretty Montana bottles yeah. to make candles out of. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was fun. So anything else you want to chat about? No. I mean, is there anything on your mind, Brandy? 
I just had breathe on here, mm-hmm. like breathe. So mm-hmm. in that pause, take the time to really take deep breaths because I, yeah. I feel like that can stop your mind from racing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Believe in the power of meditation. Mm-hmm. I like to like get my space quiet, maybe set some calming music and some good smells. I always love mm-hmm. good smells and get in a space where I can really breathe and then take notes or write. But really take that time to like listen, mm-hmm. listen to what's right for me. But yeah, I think that would be it. Like in that pause, make sure to breathe. So listeners, take a moment today to think about how you can find the pause and in, in decisions you're making. And as you move through the holidays and what you're committing yourself to, I think a big one this year is financially. I mean, I've just got to throw in my financial advice here. There's credit card rates are so high. And in these traditions of these things that we do for our kids and our families, you know, with inflation, like just, just ask yourself if you really, if you really need to be doing that and don't stretch yourself or put yourself in a situation um, that's going to make you uncomfortable. And if you ever want to talk about anything, as far as the financial piece as we move through the holidays and how to structure things. I am always here. <laughs> okay. So Kate, thank you so much thank for this you. time. It's always great thank to spend you, time with you. you. And yeah, next episode we'll be back for, will be our last one of season one and who knows what will happen from there. So we'll see you uh, along the trail and on the next diary entry. Soul Filler Diaries, hosted by Brandy Hecker, produced by Red Trucks.